Hey, Praise Chapel, this is Omar here. Welcome to our podcast. Now, this message you're about to listen to is from Pastor Woody Calvary. He's from Praise Chapel, Azusa. He's going to be preaching a message called God's Plan of Redemption. So, hope you enjoy it. All right, come on, let's give God a big hand clap now. Amen? Hallelujah. Wow, it's good to be here with you guys, man. The presence of God is just thick. It's awesome to be here to praise God and worship the Lord. Amen? Yeah. You know, it's really cool. Where, where did Pastor Omar go? We, we had an era going on back then. Remember, bro? Amen. We had a great time together. Pastor Omar was a song leader. I was assistant pastor. We just were rocking and rolling, and it was a powerful scene just like what's happening in here. Amen? Same thing right here, guys. Amen. God is still moving. Praise the Lord. Well, I bring you a big shout out from uh, Praise Chapel Azusa, man. I got, I want, I want some more, stand up. If you're from our Praise Chapel Azusa, stand up real quick, guys, amen. Come on, we're going to put a, thank you guys for coming out. Appreciate the support and they come out, amen. We're just hungry for, for worship, hungry for praise, and, and we're in a, a bit of a transition, amen, right now. Uh, we're, uh, we're leaving our location that we've been in for 16 years and uh, uh, there's, they have some other things going on, and so we have to vacate. And so, uh, you know, it's funny when God loves to get you out of your comfort zone. I know nobody's in their comfort zone here, but we were. And we didn't even know it <laughs> until all of a sudden things started shifting and changing. And so uh, pray because we're, we're still trying to find an actual location. And we did celebrate our last service Sunday and we're supposed to be somewhere the following Sunday, but I think I got some grace and I pulled two more weeks out of them. Amen. And, uh, and somebody, one of the other pastors told me, hey, what are they going to do, kick you out? Come on, you know, just stay in there like a tenant, you know, like a tenant, you know. You get, you get evicted, you're still in there. Like, we ain't, we're going to squat, man. We ain't moving. But we got to be Christians, amen. <laughs> we don't got to be. We are Christians, right? <laughs> and um, I do appreciate... Uh, uh, the privilege of being here. Thank you, Pastor Omar. And uh, I don't have a lot of time. I, I, I'm watching the countdown right now, man. They don't, they don't mess around. They, they had me in the room. They were grilling me, man. Like, hey, bro, this is the way it is. And this is how we, this is how we roll here. I'm like, all right, man, I got it, you know. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Amen. It's all good. And, uh, you know, I just want to, uh, for some of you that don't know me, I've been uh, with my wife, Apples. We've been married this year. It's going to be 42 years being married. Amen. So if my bride's looking right now, I love you, babe. Amen. She can't be with me today. I know we're Facebook Live and YouTube. Amen. So uh, I, I love her. She's been a tremendous blessing to me. We've been through many battles and many struggles, and uh, we've seen many blessings and many victories. Amen. It's just not all bad. It's all good. Amen. And I can tell you one thing. That if you hold on, you stick it out, God always comes through. Amen. God don't fail, guys. Amen. He may stretch you. He may pull you. And I, we've seen so many different things happen and, and, you know, with her by my side, and, and she just makes up the, uh, the, the difference of and helps me so much in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I don't have to worry about getting puffed up for pride because my wife knows how to humble me. Amen. <laughs> she knows how to pop that bubble real good. Amen. And, uh, and uh, so I don't have to worry about that. Amen. But she's been a tremendous help throughout the years. And so it's a blessing. And we've been out there in Azusa for this year. It's going to be 18 years. And uh, we sowed a lot of seeds. Amen. We have uh, fruit from that ministry there. We went through some hard times, some struggles, just sharing with you briefly before I get into the word. 
But, uh, you know, I know that, you know, we're called to do what we got to do. Amen. There's people to reach. Amen. And disciples to be made and cities to be won. And I just want to say we're so blessed and honored to be a part of Praise Chapel uh, Paramount. Amen. Pastor Omar and Letty. Amen. They're awesome pastors, man. I remember when they were single fellowshipping at my house. And I got stories and I'll pay you some money if you, you pay me some money if you want to hear them. Because I got some, we got some good ones. Amen. On these guys. But uh, we used to party fellowship with Jesus, and they used to come out and hang out. And uh, you guys are just doing a tremendous work in Texas and uh, all your life groups. And a lot of the people that I was bringing, I said, we got to go watch and see what they do and glean from Praise Chapel Paramount. Amen. And we appreciate uh, what you're doing here. Amen. And keep going for God. Amen. Amen. Keep going for God. Let's give the Lord a big clap. Amen. Praise God. I want to minister this morning, uh, this evening, uh, on God's plan of redemption. God's plan of redemption. Amen. Redemption means to free someone from bondage. It often involves paying a ransom or a price to make redemption possible. It's an act of redeeming or atonement of uh, helping someone come out or be regained or restored from a fault, to rescue, to deliver. In the kingdom, it's a deliverance from a sin, that our lifestyle of sin, our bondage that we could not do on our own. I remember reading this story about a gathering of friends of, a, of an English estate nearby in a, in a countryside place and it turned into a tragedy, almost uh, a, a deathly tra- tragedy, where this family was having a, a family outing at their home. One of the kids had wandered off into, into across the field into a pond, and, 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 and nobody was listening. And the, kid, the, the young boy began to, he fell in off, the, off, the, off of, the, of the bridge into the pond, began to cry, began to yell, and the gardener heard the cry. And he got out there, he swam out there, and he rescued the young boy that was drowning and brought him back to dry land. And that young man was Winston Churchill. And, and uh, the, the parents of Winston Churchill were so thankful and grateful. They, they, they said, you know, what... What can I do? What can we do to repay you for this great act that you did? This, you, it was, you saved our son from dying. And the gardener was hesitant. And then he began to say, you know what? I'd like, I would love for my son to go to college to become a doctor. And Winston Churchill's family said, we'll see to it. Years later, Winston Churchill became, as we know, the prime minister of England and he was stricken with pneumonia, coming to a place back then of not really having all the cures of medical that we have today. They summoned uh, the best doctor to come and treat him. And his name was Alexander Fleming, the guy that discovered or developed penicillin. And he began to treat Winston Churchill, and he was recovered from his sickness. Well, this young man's name was Alexander Fletcher, and he was the gardener's son. 
Winston Churchill said this, rarely has one man owed his life twice to the same person. You know, this is what God does. He, when you see a picture in a story like this, God, he is into redeeming lost people that are helpless, that are drowning. And I begin to think about this message that I'm bringing here today, this young people, older people, mixed crowd, awesome church. And I felt like God brought me this word because he just wants us to remember what it really is all about. We can have all the fluff and all the trickets of kingdom business and Christianity. We can be gifted and we can be anointed and appointed. We can have all the things that we like to do and it's a fun and great, wonderful time of serving God. But when we lose the very purpose of what Christianity and the kingdom of God is all about, we lose everything. I like what David said in Psalms 130, verse 1 through 8. He says, out of the depths I've cried out to you, O God, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For the Lord, there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. Everybody say redemption. Redemption. Come on, say it again. Redemption. Redemption. He shall redeem Israel from their iniquity. Amen. David is crying out, and he's, he's, he's sharing a prayer that his heart is crying. He knows that sin has plagued his life and destroyed him and messed him up. And Israel has uh, many times has got away from the very plan of God, but he understands that only God can forgive, only God can wash away, and only God can redeem, save, rescue, deliver, amen, uh, people from their sin. Uh, he is abundant with redemption. Praise God. The redeeming plan of God. If your Christianity is rooted in anything else than redemption, then it is not Christianity. I just want you to think about this with me. I want to look at uh, several things here. I want to talk about the power of redemption, the purpose of redemption, the promise of redemption, and the praise of redemption. Looking at the power of it, I love the story about Jesus. And I'm going to try to go through this, amen, where Jesus is being questioned. He's being talked about because he is hanging out, come on, with the tax collectors, the IRS. He's hanging out with some prostitutes and some winos, some people that just are the lowlifes of society. He shouldn't be. He's supposed to be the man of God. He is Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. According to the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, they're complaining. The Bible says that in, in Luke chapter 15 that they began to complain, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with him. So when Jesus heard this, he gave him the parable. We know this parable. We sing this song. And it says, Jesus said this, uh, uh, 
this man received sinners. He spoke this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends, his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found the sheep which is lost. I say to you that likewise there shall be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 who need no repentance. Amen. Now Jesus is sharing. Come on. Amen. That's awesome. What an awesome story. And Jesus is giving the pictures that look at the reason why I'm kicking it with the sinners and I'm hanging around with, a, with these uh, publicans and I'm hanging around with these prostitutes because I, I'm interested in redeeming lost people. I have a heart. I'm not worried about people that are okay and all right and got it together and are, are right with my father. I'm out there trying to get people that are in bondage, that are lost, that are hurting, that are broken. He, he's, he's stuck with the mission. Amen. He's stuck with, with everything that he's supposed to do. And this is the power of redemption. Because you think, well, why do I need redemption? Because we can't redeem ourselves. I know how many here have tried to fix yourself. You've tried to change. I mean, you're still trying to change. Amen, right? We try to fix ourselves. We try to straighten ourselves. We try to get ourselves out of the mess. Amen. Uh, you, you can't save yourself. You can't figure, well, we can become better, but we can never make ourselves right with God on our own. Amen. You can never be right with God all by yourself. Amen. I know there's probably some, you know, real spiritual people here today. Amen. Uh, and you got gifts of prophecy and there's some anointing on your life and whatever the, whatever the case might be. But the reality is that, that we really cannot make ourselves right uh, with God. We can't free ourselves. I know people over and over try to free themselves from pornography. Oh, come on now. Free themselves from, from sin, from bondages, from gossip, from jealousy, from hatred, uh, from bitterness, from prejudice. Uh, we try to stop this. We can't. We try over and over. We can't free ourselves. Jesus has a power to redeem us from this. He is the one that's able, amen. Uh, he is the one that's able to help us uh, in this time, amen, and get us out of this. He is the one that has the power to redeem us. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become cursed for us, uh, because it says, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. And I just want to grab, grab a picture. Only God can free you. Only God can deliver you. Only God can change us. Amen. That's why we praise God today, because we've been changed. Amen. First Peter 1.18, know you not that you were redeemed, not what you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold and aimless conduct, but by the traditions of your father. Amen. Uh, but we've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. So it doesn't matter, amen, who we are and what we are and what we've done, how much education we have. Come on. So sometimes we think that we have it all together. There's some pretty smart, intelligent people here today. There's some businessmen here. There's some gifted people. There's people that have great education. But those things can't save us. Those things can't redeem us. Amen. We need the power of redemption through Jesus Christ. It is a spiritual thing. Amen. These people that were lost. Amen. This, this picture that Jesus uh, was, was painting was saying, listen, uh, I'm willing to leave these 99 people. And I'm going to go find that lost sheep. I'm going to find that one. You're that one that he went searching for and looking for. Amen. 
He's going to go out of his way. Come on, I love this story because he's going out of his way. He's saying, you guys, you, you're good right here. I, there's somebody missing. Someone's not in the crowd. Someone's not in the fold no more. Someone's not here. I need to go find out where they're at. And as he searches and he looks, he finally finds that lost sheep. He finds you and me. And I love the fact, and I shared this with our prayer team the other day, that how Christ, the Bible says, carries him back to the fold. How many know we need to be carried back to God? Amen. God will carry you back. Amen. This is the power of God. God brought you to the kingdom of God. Amen. He brought you to Praise Chapel Paramount. He brought you in the will of God. He brought you in the plan of God. Amen. He brought you into his kingdom. Amen. Carried us in. Hallelujah. The power of redemption is in Christ. Jesus said in 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. Redemption's about God getting us out of the mess. <laughs> You've been in a mess? Amen. Psalms 103, verse 4 Who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? This is what God does. He redeems us. Amen. I want to give you a little illustration maybe to help you understand the power of redemption. I got some, if you like, Coke Zero. I have one for you. Amen. Because sometimes we don't understand. We live in a culture, many of you have been raised in church, and some of us have been just brought in, and you're young, and you know, well, I was never a gang member, I was never a convict, I was never a, you know, I never did a, a homicide, I never did no time in jail. It doesn't matter who we are, we're all sinners. We all need God to redeem us, to, to, to get us out of the, the brokenness of life. Come on. The struggles, the things that have held us captive, the generational curses, those things within. Amen. And sometimes life deals differently. I, I have a can here that's been smashed. And it represents the life that has been, maybe your life has been smashed. Your dreams have been crushed and ruined. Somebody just stepped on your life, walked over you. Amen. They've taken advantage of you, your dreams, your family, your marriage, your, your mom and dad. The upbringing of your life has been smashed straight down, stepped on all your life. Maybe you were, felt like you were the black sheep or you were the outcast or you did, were insignificant in your family, overlooked or, or adopted and forsaken or, or abandoned or, or given away by your parents and you, your life has just been ruined, amen, and smashed down. This represents the smashed life, the crushed life in need of redemption. And you're here today and you, you, you carry that with you. And, and sometimes we, 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 we let this continue to stay with us and, 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 you know, and, and hurt us. Or maybe the life that's, this, this can has been run over. Maybe your life has been run over. Come on, people just run over you, take advantage of you, burn you, talk about you, put you down, amen, just uh, use you, abuse you, run you over. Your kids run you over. Your husband runs you over. Your wife runs you over. Watch out. Amen. We need to help you, brother. Amen. No. Life has run you over. It just 
smashed, it, it, it just crushed your life. And today you're, you're living a life like this. Amen. Sometimes we don't, we have these dents that are just like, these are life scars and hurts. It's dent up. And I, I realize that once you dent it, can't, you can't fix it. And we try to fix the dents in our life. These are the scars, the hurts, the pains, the abuse, the things that we try to recover with, the, 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 the stuff that are deep inside that we know that maybe we don't want to deal with. And, and these are the things that need to be redeemed. And when God redeems us, he's the one that heals us from these things. You have the people that... Look good right here. These are the ones that, you know, I, I'm a public figure on Facebook. <laughs> I got thousands and thousands of followers. And I got, and I follow five people. <laughs> you got it all together. You look good on the outside. You, everything is, you know, outside everything is good. But the reality is inside you still got some dinks some bents, some stuff that we cover up. Talk about the power of redemption. Amen. And, and the power of this redemption, amen, doesn't matter what the condition, whether you're, you're smashed, you're rent over, you're dented, or you're hiding it, God is able to get a hold of a life, amen. And he's able to restore it and heal it and, and bring it to its rightful place. The rightful place to restore you. That's what he's in. He's in the restoration business. Bringing the best out of you. Come on, amen. When he saved you, he saved you to bring the best out of you. He saved you to, to, to get you out of being smashed and run over and dented and scarred uh, and said, you know what, you come to me, I'll polish you up, I'll fix you up, I'll restore you, make you whole, make you better. I'll put you back together again for his good use. Amen. 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you're a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. Come on, amen. Come on, how many are excited that you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light? You once were not a people, but now you're a people of God, amen. You weren't a people before, but now, amen, you're restored. Now you're redeemed, amen. You've been bought, amen. You know, the reality is this can's worth something. Maybe your life has been run over, smashed, wrecked, dented, scarred. I don't know if anybody collects cans here, but first of all, I just want to say these are my cans. <laughs> For the record. Don't be trying to get my cans. I got my boys right here watching that. And, you, know, you got that, Ray? And you guys, you got this? Watch my cans, man. Because, you know, this can is worth something. I said, this can is worth something. And God looks at us like that. You're worth something. Come on, amen. You're worth it. You're worth going after. You're worth redeeming. You're worth chasing down. You're worth being pulled out of this place. Smash, run over. doesn't matter, amen. God is into redeeming humanity. This is what the kingdom is about. This is what the church is about. Did you know the church is a place where people look at and say, that's the place uh, I can fix my life, Amen. That's the place I can get healed. That's the place my family, my life can come together. My marriage can be rescued. Amen. My family can be changed. That's the place I can be forgiven. I know there's hope. I tell you, every church is that way. And as Christians, the scripture says in 1 Peter, we become those agents, the instruments of redemption. 
that we're saved, called out of darkness, that we are to show praises of him who gave us mercy. The purpose of redemption is that people can look at your life and see the gospel according to you. How is it? How should I live for God? What has God done? Come on, amen. What has God done? Oh, God, you saved me. I was smashed. I was rent over. I was dented. I was scarred. But God, he redeemed my life. Amen. We end up showing praises to God. See, let me tell you something. It's not in church. It's easy to praise God in church. It's easy to lift our hands and dance and flip and do everything else. Do some chest bumps. Yeah, man, it's awesome. But how are we on the job? How are we in, in the college, in the schools, in our business, in our daily operations at the gas station, in the bank? It's hard. Hey, I, I, work, I live out there too. It's not easy. And remember, hey, you're a pastor now. 38 years later, hey, get it to your head. Amen. <laughs> you're Christian. You, we, you're redeemed. Amen. You have God in your life. He's pulled you out of darkness. Oh, you didn't hear? He's pulled you out of darkness. See, you know, the problem with society today, a lot of times we don't realize how lost we really were. I never did nothing. Well, it doesn't matter. You just be, once you're born, you need redemption. <laughs> you don't be a drug addict. You know, I got no tattoos. That's okay. You still need saved. need to get saved. My mom and dad are still moving. That's fine. Still need to get saved. We have a lot of money in the bank. Big deal. You guys still got to get saved. Well, I'm educated. Well, I know everything. You know, you know I don't want to get into that, but you know, we started because we have all this intellectual things nowadays. Amen. We're like, you know, in, you know I just, we're, we're driving up here and we're talking about, you know, I have a lot of conversations with Siri all day long. <laughs> when I get sleepy, hey, Siri. <laughs> Talk to me, you know, hey, what's it? You start having, I realize that, hey, you know, Siri, maybe she needs to get saved. <laughs> Why don't somebody win Siri to Jesus, man? Come on. That'd be powerful. Then they, maybe Alexa gets saved, amen? You know, go down the line. <laughs> Talk about redemption. Hey, Siri, let me tell you something what happened in my life. The Bible says in Philippians 2.13, listen to this, for it is God who works in you both to will and do his good pleasure. God redeems you. Say, I'm redeemed. redeemed. Come on, there's a beautiful song by Hezekiah Walker. He says, I sing a song that the angels can't sing. Redeemed, I've been redeemed. Amen. The angels can't sing that song. You've been redeemed. I've been redeemed for God's good will and good pleasure. That that means that God wants to work through you and the purpose of redemption uh, is not just to fix you up, amen, but to let you shine, amen, uh, in darkness. Come on now, amen. Uh, we need to shine in the darkness. We need to be the light to the world. You need to be the light in your family. You need to be the light in your, in your neighborhood, in your, in your community, at your job, in your school. That's what we need to do, amen. I love the promise of redemption. The beauty is that God just doesn't save us to fix us up and say be a light, but he has a promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. That I'm going to stick closer to you than a brother. Amen. See, when Jesus was, what he did, when he saved that sheep that was lost, amen, he literally carried him back in to the fold. He went out of his way and he understood that some of my sheep, my, my, my one sheep was, he erred away from the faith. 
And that's something about the heart of God, that God knows exactly where you're at today. See, you may be thinking, well, I got saved. You know what? I, I haven't responded to the call. I don't know where my life is going. Maybe I, I, you think you missed something or, or all hell has come against you. Everything has beat down your life and things have not worked out well. Amen. Let me tell you about the, the beautiful promise of redemption. Amen. Uh, that God, when he started something in your life, when he redeemed you, he, he, he bought you, he paid for you, he rescued you, he delivered you, he freed you. Guess what? He's going to keep you and he's going to stick with you. Come on now. Amen. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. He knows every battle, every scar, every, every uh, hardship in your life. Think about that. Where are you at today in your walk with God? What's really going on? What's really happening? What's really going down in your life? What are you really holding on to to believe God for? What have you really given up on? Say, you know what? I don't know. It's not going to happen for me. It happens for everybody else. I remember when I first got saved, I was praying for things, and this one guy got saved, and it seemed like every prayer that he prayed got answered. <laughs> I needed a job, and he needed a job, and man, the next day he goes, I got a job, bro. I go, he did? Where did you get the job at? <laughs> this was before Zoom and Indeed and all this other stuff. Hey, man, it's like, you know, we had to go put a, actually go put an application in. Actually, go, go knock on the door and say, yeah, you guys hiring? I have an application here. Will you hire me, you know? He had a job. He got a car. He had a baby. I think, Lord, what's going on here? I'm serving God. I'm trying my best, you know, and, and, we, and we think that God's overlooking us. We think that God is not in us. He's not working through us. But I'm, tell, I'm telling you something today. Redemption is about, amen, God sticking with you all the way from the beginning to the end. Amen. Come on, all the way from here to eternity, guys. Especially when they're in the heat of the battle. There's some realities about Christianity that you're going to face some things that are bigger than you. I love when we have a great time. When you rejoice and you're happy, praise God. Rejoice, be happy. But there's some times where God is going to allow you to face some challenges that are far greater than you could ever imagine. It's in that time is when you're really made. It's in the waiting period. I love what the scripture says. We are to glory in tribulation. Hello. I don't like that scripture. Don't you wish like, okay, this one, I'm going to take this one out right here. Glory and tribulation. We're to rejoice in hardship. What is that about? You know, I, I, you know, Job in Job chapter three says, you know, curse the day that I was born. I mean, believe me, I read Job chapter three many times. He says, the day that I was may the day that I was conceived be destroyed. <laughs> He's pretty pretty upset. Pretty disappointed guy there. He says, may the day I was born be blot out. I mean, he was just really going through some trials. You know, I know he kept his integrity, but he was just blaming himself. Little did he know that when God started a work in him, that God was going to finish the work in him. Yeah. 
And sometimes it's in the beginning and the end where we cut out somewhere. I've seen people walk away, drop the ball, move back, amen, uh, shift gears and shift the pattern of their life and get out of the will of God in the heat of the battle where God is doing his greatest work. I was studying the life of Job and he, he literally came to a place where he just felt like God really had abandoned him. But, you know, he said, though the Lord slay me, I'm still going to trust him. He said that I know that my Redeemer lives in Job 19.25 and, and he shall stand at the last. He would stand at last on the earth. So he's seen something far. He goes, I know whatever happens to me, I know my Redeemer lives. Amen. When you look at the life of Job, the Bible says that he ended up living 145 years after the event and he received double. Here's the guy who said, curse the day I was born. Little did he know that God was doing the greatest work because he had been already redeemed. He had already been purchased. He belonged to God. Whether he had it together or he was smashed, in the eyes of God, he was still valuable. Amen. Can I tell you something today? You're valuable in the eyes of God, amen? amen. That God cares and totally is in, into your life, amen? He's into you. He's into your plan. He's into getting done what he wants to get done in your life. Let me close it with this thought here. The praise of redemption. And the Bible says that when Jesus brought this sheep back, that there was joy in heaven. You know, it's the only time that really says in, in, heaven is impacted by anything is when a sinner comes to God. That when you came to God, come on now, you came to God. When you came to God. When you gave your life to God, when you gave your life to God, guess what? Heaven got impact. You. When you get got saved, guess what? Heaven was full of joy. Think about that. Heaven rejoiced. This is what praise and this is this is what 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 praise and worship is about. This is what happens in our life when we begin to think, you know what? Hey, you know what, man? This is awesome. I'm redeemed. I've been brought back. I'm safe with God. All things may be going wrong with me. There might be a lot of things that are going against my life, but guess what, man? I'm going to rejoice because I know I'm redeemed. Amen. We belong to God. <laughs> that he, he brought me in. He brought you in. You're in this. You're not in the back. You're not outside. You're not in the shadows. God doesn't want, he, he wants you in all the way. He brought you in, the Bible says. You know, he, he, he pulled us in. Amen. Uh, he, he, he's going to be there through everything that you face, everything that you go through. This is a, a spiritual truth here about redemption. You can walk around and say, you know what? Wait a minute here. I'm going through hell. I'm going through the battles. I'm going through the struggles. I'm going through so many things in my life. But I know one thing for sure, man. God owns me. Uh, God has me. Got to keep me. Got to help you. Got to see you through. He'll give you the victory. It's not over, amen, for your life. You're not going to stay where you're at because you've been redeemed. That lost sheep did not stay lost. God found him and brought him back. Carrying him. Oh, come on. Carrying him back to the fold. And I think that's what God wants. 
Maybe you're distant. Maybe your heart, you see, you can be here and your heart can be gone. You can be here and your heart really not in this thing. Your heart's away from God. But it's time to say, you know what? I realize now I'm redeemed. I'm in. I'm free. I'm no longer smashed, run over, dented, scarred, but I'm healed. Come on, can you, can you rejoice over that? Let that be a joy in your life, in your heart. I was thinking about, man, some of the, some of the hardest things that we've been through in our ministry, in our marriage, and, you know, and, and God just took me back to the fact, you know what, you're, I got you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has you. He's got you, man. He's got you. He's got your life. He's got your destiny. He's got your purpose. He has you. He forgot about you. He ain't overlooked you. Amen. He's, he's, not, he's not like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, just kick, kick back over there. We'll get, we, we, we don't, it's all right. You're good. We'll, we'll call you when we need you. No. God is working. He's working in your marriage. He's working in your family. He's working in your finances. Come on, he's working in your ministry. He's working in your church. You just got to grab that. Say, you know what, God, I know you're working in my life. Amen. It's not an easy thing to grab, but you grab it and say, God, you started this. You started this thing in my life. I fought with God. I've argued. I used to say, God, you know what? I never asked to be here. I wasn't in my mom's room. I want to come out. I can't wait to join life. No, I didn't even know I was going to come here. You put me here, God. God put you here. God saved you. God, he, he, he birthed you into this life to redeem you, to let your life shine to the world. Amen. So that we can go out of this place and wherever we go, we can be the lights in the midst of darkness. They say, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't always saved. I'm so glad for the redemption of God. I'm so glad. We're talking the other day about our family and how God just brought a great revival, a great move of God in our family. And today you're here, you might be the only one representing your family in the kingdom of God. Maybe you're among family members that are not saved, that are not living for God. You are, you are the agent. You are the anchor. You are the one that God is going to use uh, to reach your family. Amen. That's why all hell comes against you. Because the enemy doesn't want you to serve God, doesn't want you to hang in there, doesn't want you to go forward. I never forget when, my, when my, I, was, I told my dad that I was going to get sent out, I was going to quit my job for the Southern California Gas Company and go to Northern California to start a church. My dad got mad at me. He goes, are you crazy? What is that pastor telling you? You're kidding me. You're going to leave a good job to go plant a church in, in, the, in Northern California? He was upset. I said, no, it's it's God. He couldn't understand it. What do you mean it's God? I said, it's the Lord. It's the call of God. I want to preach the gospel. I want to win souls. I want to reach people. I want to do something with my life. (laughs) You want to do something with your life? You want to do something with your life? Come on, amen. You're You're in a movement of God. You're in a place where there's opportunity. You're in a place where you can be discipled, you can grow, and you can thrive, and you can rise. Amen. You're in a place where the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost is moving. Amen. God put you here. He redeemed you and put you in a place to to flourish and grow. 
You're on the verge of a great breakthrough. Man, these, these doors and these walls can bust open uh, when everybody says, you know what? Uh, we've been redeemed. Uh, and we'll let the world know about the redemption of God. Amen. In our lives. Amen. Something's happening in your midst because of redemption. The worship team can come on up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You're not alone. You're not alone. The promise of the Redeemer is that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Do you remember when you cried out to God? You remember that? The lowest point of your life? The most broken point of your life? I don't think anybody came to God with, hey, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I think I'm going to get saved today. You know what? I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get saved. No, we came and said, Lord, I'm no good. I'm a sinner. I'm jacked up. I'm a scumbag. I'm a loser. Come on. I'm a pervert. Uh-oh. Come on now. Amen. I'm a hoochie mama, man. I'm a player, you know. You know, you got all this junk in your life, you know, and you come to God. You say, you know what, Lord? I'm jacked up. Amen. Uh, uh, and God says, come here, son. Come here, daughter. Uh, you bring your stuff over here. I'll heal you. I'll restore you. Uh, amen. I'll wash you clean. I'll purge you. Amen. Polish you up. You go back out there and people say, what happened to you? So, oh, man, I, I've been redeemed. I've been bought. Amen. I've been saved. I've been washed. Amen. I've been clean. I'm going to church. I was raised a Catholic, and when I got saved, I went back to my family, and I told them I'm a Christian now. And they said, you, how dare you? I said, how dare I? What? How dare you leave the faith of the Catholic church? I mean, if you're watching online and Facebook, it's the truth. Amen. <laughs> You have committed the mortal sin. And I was a Catholic. I didn't even know what a mortal sin was. Like, what is that? I wasn't even a good Catholic anyways. I wasn't a good Catholic. I never told the priest all my sins. There's some things I just can't say. Like, hey, Father. Hey, Father, check this out, man. Like, you know, you got to give me a break here, man, because this is tough. I don't trust you, man. <laughs> I didn't trust the priest. They're like, hey, I don't know who this guy is. He's on the other side. I can barely see his shadow. I didn't take Holy Communion all the time. I, I cut out on catechism. I didn't like the nun that was teaching me. I was a bad Catholic. I walked in. I knew the Holy Water. I never kneeled down. I just did everything bad. But when I came to God, I dropped to my knees and said, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you, God. I'm lost without you, Lord. Come on, amen. And God reached out with his redeeming power. And he pulled me out, me and my wife, apples, out of a miry pit. Out of a horrible pit in the miry clay. He redeemed us. He rescued you from the place. Some of you, he found you in some messed up places. Found you in a club. Found you in a bar. Found you, maybe you were a bookworm in a library just going to hell. Yeah. 
Well, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm pretty edgy. No, 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 you're going to go to hell too. Amen. <laughs> but he found you in that place. And, he, and you cried out to him and he, and he brought you in. And he, and he redeemed you. Maybe you've been violated and broken in your marriage and kicked to the curb and abused and beat up by a boyfriend or a husband and you're broken and everybody, you don't trust nobody, but you cried out to God and he says, come here, Mia. come here, my daughter. I love you. I'll bring you in. I'll save you. That's the power of God there. Amen. <laughs> that's what he does. And that's what he'll do. And that's what the world needs. That's what our neighbors need. That's what your friends need, our kids need, amen, our co-workers need. We are the agents of this redemption. He started it in your life. He'll finish it. Let's stand to our feet together. Father, we love you today. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.